What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. I know it's been, you know, pretty hectic for me the last couple weeks. I'm glad, you know, I got all the feedback from you guys from the episodes that we did release while I was gone. Uh, obviously, you guys know last week was a recording from like two or three weeks ago with uh, Octane or Javius Minor, whatever you want to call him nowadays. <laughs> I'm so used to calling him Octane, but Javius Minor, that was obviously from Dads in Gaming. I unfortunately didn't get back to Texas in time to get a episode out, so I grabbed that one from our conversation that we had over there and put it up. We had the Frosty and Nayshot drama. You guys are all into it. Actually, the one that I expected a lot of backlash from was the Andrew Tate episode. I'm so glad with a lot of the messages I got and emails that people were able to see. You know what I see. Obviously, again, you know I, I will say. Obviously, there's a lot of hot takes with Andrew Tate. There's too much to cover. You know, people kept sending me certain clips and stuff, but like there's way too much that he said to cover. And the thing is, just because one of his viewpoints is different than yours doesn't mean you have to completely hate the person. Uh, and, you know, going along with that, uh, you know, I did have a tweet that I put out there on my on my uh, Glock 9 show uh, Twitter account. Uh, so everyone was upset about um the g2 esports owner um i think i think it's the owner the ceo or whatever people were calling to cancel him and blah 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 because andrew tate after g2 won some tournament or whatever andrew tate was there partying with them and everyone's saying yo basically fg2 for hanging out with this guy like dude it's such a scummy thing bro it's such a scummy thing to sit there and like i dude mad respect mad respect for the owner of G, uh, G2. Uh, Car I think his name is Carlos. Literally tweeted out, nobody would ever be able to police my friendships. I draw my line there. I party with, with whoever the F I want. Mad respect, dude. Because there's a lot of people that were, you know, if they were in the same shoes and they caught the backlash that he caught, they would be like, oh, I don't really know Andrew Tate. I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that you know he was there and his presence offended you man shut the f up dude like i'm so i'm so tired of it like honestly i i know i'm just kind of sound like a broken record but like you know i i there was a tweet i didn't talk about this but there was like a podcast event going on i can't remember what i'm not gonna get too far you guys probably look it up uh i i think i retweeted it uh, a couple weeks back, but there was a podcast event going on and they invited like Daily Wire out there, the Ben Shapiro's um, company. And they invited them because I believe each booth costs money or whatever. And then Ben Shapiro showed up and people were offended by his presence. And literally the event hosters had to put, like, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to put this tweet out there. I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but it basically said we apologize basically for him being there and those who were affected and upset by it. Like, who actually sat down and thought this was a good idea to apologize for somebody being alive, basically? You know, we're going to invite, we're going to allow you to have a booth at our, at our event or convention, whatever, whatever it was, we're going to take your money, but we didn't want you to be there. Like, that's basically what you said. You, you know, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but basically, basically, you know, between the lines said, we wanted your money, but we didn't want you there. And we're sorry for people that were offended by your presence. Like, 
I, I keep saying it, it's the pussification of this world, bro. Like it's it's literally like what it's becoming, and it's it's so aggravating to see. You know, again, it, it let's you know nowadays. Let's say I, you know, some people have a conversation with somebody, right? And they can pretty much agree on everything. You know, this there's a hundred qu political questions, right? And you agree on ninety nine of them, but there's one one question you guys think total opposites of. Most people nowadays will literally look at that person and say, "F you, you're an idiot. I don't ever want to talk to you again. You can go die." And so, you know, this goes for both sides, honestly. And literally, there there's no like, "Hey, you know what? I don't agree with that." But you know, to each his own. There is none of that. And yeah, I sound like a broken record. You know, it, it, but that's just how it is. Like everyone wants everybody to fall in line and think the th same thing, and that's just not how. That's not how it goes, man. It's just that's just not how the world works. We are all individuals from every different walk of life. You know, we all have different upbringings. We all have different experiences, and people are going to think differently than other people, and that's just the way it is. People are going to be friends with certain people. You may not like that person. Oh well, who cares? And there's there's one thing. I, so I, you know, if you guys aren't following me on Instagram yet, make sure you guys go follow me on Instagram. It's at Glock Nine. It's G L Zero C K N Nine N E. I post a lot of stuff on Instagram. Um, but I usually, I, I took a little break, but the last time I did and asked me anything Friday, uh, I, I post a little thing up there. You guys can ask me whatever you guys want and I'll respond with the video and, and give my answer. Uh, but somebody was, somebody asked, you know, they were asking, I, I use this analogy a lot and someone asked me, I've said it on a podcast before. It wasn't my podcast or dad's and gaming. I was a guest on someone else's podcast and I called I called people chameleons. That's what I said. That, that basically, I, I label. I labeled. Sorry, I labeled people as chameleons, a chameleon people. And what that means, uh, I might have talked about this on my podcast, but oh well. Uh, what chameleon people are is people that just, depending on who they're hanging out with, right? They blend into whoever they're hanging out with, and that's just the culture nowadays. For example, let's say you're you're hanging out with someone like me who again I don't like I don't like political labels, but I would consider myself a, a conservative, right? Uh a, a far right leaning conservative, you know, as some people would say. But, you know, I I I don't care what your beliefs are. You know, you you think what you want to think. But if someone's hanging out with me and we're having a conversation and I can sit there and tell you what I think Trump did right. You would sit there and be like, yeah, I can see that, blah, 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 blah. And you would like try and like act like you understand, right? And you're, and you're not being aggressive and you're not being, you know, F that guy, all this other stuff, right? And then you go hang out with your, you know, one of your friends who are hardcore, like hardcore leftist, liberal, whatever, absolutely hates Donald Trump, still believes that he's a racist, all this other stuff. You, they're the same people who were very understanding and calm talking to you are like, yeah, F that guy. He's a racist. Oh yeah. You know, he, he did this, he did that, blah, blah, blah. You, you didn't have that same energy. You didn't have that same energy when you were talking to me, but you had that same energy when talking to them. Instead of like telling them like, well, you know, I think that's a little far-fetched. So, you know, they're going a little too far. The same way you said to me, you're going with what, however they think, whatever level they take it to, you're going to match their same level. You know, and that's kind of where things have gone 
to nowadays in, in society. Uh, for example, I know many people who've done this, you know, and this is, you know, it's, it's sports, right? Now, anyone that's in the sports, they'll tell you, if you're truly a fan of uh, a sports team, right? It doesn't matter if your team loses every single game that year. Uh, you're going to root for them the following year. Like you, you have, you basically, I, I, I kind of compare it to like marriage, right? You only, you, you're only going to, you know, once you start wearing these teams colors and you start rooting for this team every year, that's your team for life, you know, until you die. Like you, you once you're seen, for example, me, uh, now I, I'm going to give you a little example here in a second. Uh, for you know, everyone knows I'm an Oakland A's fan. I love baseball. I love the Oakland A's. I've seen the good years and I've experienced many, many bad years. Um, but I had I own A's memorabilia. I own A's hats. I don't own any other baseball team other than my son's little league team. It's totally different. I don't own or root for any other baseball team. Right now, if I came out tomorrow and was wearing New York Yankees stuff just from head to toe. Like you would be absolutely appalled. Like, dude, like, yo, know, like how how like how dare you pretty much? Like, you know, you know, so nowadays people will be like, and I'm giving you an example of someone I know. They've always been this big, huge Yankee fan. And this is true, a true story. Big, huge Yankee fan, Yankees everything, love Derek Jeter, love love all the Yankees players, knows the whole lineup, roots for them every year, goes to all the Yankees game, Yankee games when they come to town. Um, and then all of a sudden they start dating, dating somebody and their favorite team is the giants. Their favorite team is the giants, San Francisco giants, literally only wears San Francisco giants. Doesn't even care about the Yankees anymore. Only, you know, and like literally only, only roots for the giants now, all because of who they were around. They're trying to please them. They're going to switch up something that you were so diehard about, so passionate about, you literally just switch, switch it all up. You don't even wear any Yankee stuff anymore. That, you know, it, it, you're, it's being a chameleon person. That's exactly what it is. You're just blending in with the people you are around. So when you go on social media, and this is the point I'm getting to, uh, when you go on social media and the algorithms are pushing a certain narrative in your face constantly. You feel like everybody, everybody agrees with this viewpoint. You don't want to be the odd person out. So you become a chameleon and you blend in with that way of thinking. You blend in to what the what you believe. And it's the funniest thing is it's not even the masses. It just looks like it because social media, when you're scrolling through social media and you're only seeing the people that agree, you're going to think that everybody thinks this way and it's not true, but you're going to, you, you don't want to be the one that stands out. You don't want to be the one. You don't want to be the one that thinks differently and you're afraid to say stuff and you're afraid to, you know, I'm going to give the example, this whole pronoun crap. Like everyone knows how I feel about this whole pronoun bull crap, how no one knows what a woman is. And then all of a sudden we want to argue about abortions and only women can have opinions on it. Well, what's a woman? According to most most of the internet, as you would believe, I could literally come out of my podcast right now and be like, look, guys, for 31 years, I thought I was a male, but I am a female. And how dare you, how dare you think with my big old beard, I am a man. How dare you? Like, you think the masses believe that this is, this is normal. But in reality, when you actually have conversations off social media with people, 
you will find out that most people that you know and talk to don't really agree with it. They're just going along with it, putting it in their bio because it seems like everyone's doing it. They're falling in line. You know, see, you see what I'm saying? So this whole thing, this whole thing, you know, because people, people were asking me, I'm going on a whole rabbit trail, by the way, or rabbit, rabbit hole by right now. This was not part of the, the podcast you know, topic, but I, 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 it just brought up one of these questions that I got, man. And then, then dude, it's, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just so tired of seeing it. I'm so tired of seeing like, you know, people falling into this social media trap, right? Like people are so like stunned when I post certain things that I post, especially on Instagram. That I, I just, I honestly find it kind of hilarious, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to conform to, you know, what you guys you know, are starting to believe all of a sudden nowadays. Like, for example, for example, there is one thing I want to touch on real quick. So at one point I was partnered with uh, Killer Jerky. If anyone has seen Killer Jerky, um, they, uh, they're, they're a, a, a beef jerky brand, obviously. Killer jerky is very good in my opinion. You know, I I I was you know repping their stuff quite a bit. Uh, we had a good partnership going. Now I ended up I ended up uh, ending my partnership with them like months ago, like I'm probably over a year ago. Mainly because, and I understand this from a business standpoint. I understand that. You know, your small business, you know, inflation, prices. I But my thing was, as somebody that like jerky and beef sticks and all that stuff is like my like my go-to snack. Uh, I didn't feel right pushing or repping a $16 bag of beef jerky. Like, I just, I, I couldn't, right? So, I, you know, I ended up, you know, kind of getting out of the whole snack partnerships and all that even though i am partnered with creation snacks awesome human being great prices um but told you know but killer jerky i i was like you know i'm I, i'm not gonna rep this i'm not buying it for that price i'm not gonna try and get other people to buy it for that price it's it's, it's an outrageous price for beef jerky so yes i was partnered with them and there was some controversy with them recently so Obviously, a lot of people who knew at one point that I was partnered with them sent me the video. Basically, the CEO of Killer Jerky was streaming. He was playing Warzone. Uh, long story short, he got mad at some campers, and he, and he said, uh, I'm not going to play the video. Uh, he basically said, oh, a bunch of camping F-words, and it's a homophobic slur, blah, 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 right? So that's what he said. As soon as he said it, everyone was out to cancel him, get, get you know, basically out to get him, whatever, right? So he releases, and this is, I'm going to get into this real quick, and, and I'm going to break this down. So he comes out the next day and posts an official statement on their Twitter account. It says this, official statement from Killer Jerky LLC. Dear Killer fam, we are incredibly hurt and disappointed in our acting CEO's actions on Twitch. This kind of speech is hurtful and unprofessional to say the least. Killer Jerky is more than a brand. We love gaming and everyone in the gaming community. Brandon will be stepping down as acting CEO until further notice. We hope he will learn and grow from this. In no way does this incident represent our Killer Fam community or our brand. We want to take this time to give our deepest apologies to the LGBTQ plus community all over the world and anyone who was offended by these actions. As a company, we would like to donate $500 to an LGBTQ plus nonprofit of your choice. 
Thank you for your time. Love has no gender. Okay. So, I've said this before. Don't apologize. You can see by the comments. You can see by the tweets. No one gives a damn about your apology. Nobody does. And I'll tell you straight up. I don't, I don't give a crap who uses that word. And you know why? Because I grew up for you know at, at least 25 years. 25 years. Uh, probably about 25 years. I'm 31 now. So probably about 6 years ago, 7 years ago. That word was used to call your friends assholes. It was not meant as a homophobic slur. It was not a, a put down on gay people. And some people may have used it. People have used it in comedy shows forever. People have used it in... Um, People have used it in, in movies all the time. They've used it, in, you know, you know, all over the internet gaming community. It's a word that we've used forever. Um, you know, now it's not socially acceptable and you can't say gay. You can't say, you can't, you know, say, say, I'm not even going to say it on here because I don't know who's going to report me and get me in trouble for it, <laughs> but it does not offend the majority of people no one cares and the reason i say don't apologize if i do and the reason i say that is you see i just read you the apology right you go through the comments and everyone's still hating on him no one cares about your apology they want your company to die they want you to go broke they want you to be basically kicked off the face of the earth for using a word your apology does nothing and then uh, the worst part was oh we want to donate $500 to the LGBTQ plus so basically you're saying I'm sorry I said a word that I don't find offensive you guys found it offensive so I'm going to donate $500 so you guys won't be mad at me that that what what? Like it just doesn't make sense. It 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 just doesn't make sense to me. Like you know, like I like I did this with the Joe Rogan pod, podcast one that I did. Joe Rogan should have never apologized because they didn't care about your apology. They don't care about apologies. And at the same time, my thing is okay. I, let me put myself in his shoes. Right, that word was such a huge part of my teenage years, twenties. I use that word, my friends, all the time to where, you know, I've never said it on stream. I understand that some people may get offended by it. So I don't use it when I'm streaming. I don't use it on the podcast, right? Um, that, you know, you can use it in your certain group of friends, whatever. It's like, just like when you're telling certain offensive jokes, you know your audience, right? But if I were to, you know, say it, and then all of a sudden people started sharing a clip of me on Twitter and trying to bash me. I would sit there and say, hey, you know what? That word don't mean what you guys say it means to me. I used it. I usually don't. My bad, but I'm not sorry because it does, I don't find it offensive. You guys can hate me for it. I don't really care. Um, you know, like I, you know it's, it's against TOS to use it on Twitch. Um, it's, you know, you know, number one, that's why you shouldn't be saying it on stream because it's in their rules, right? Uh, and again, it's, it's just, it's you know, number one, I mean, I, I usually don't cuss on stream regardless because I never know if kids are watching me, but... Your apology meant nothing. No one cared about your apology. Nobody gave a damn. So it, why apologize? So if every, you know, that's that's a question I got asked. What would you do if if you said it and everyone started bashing you? I, I wouldn't apologize. Say, hey, that word doesn't mean to me what it means to you, and I didn't mean to use it on stream, but it happened. I'll make you know, I'm trying to make sure it doesn't happen again. I'm not gonna be. I'm sorry. I'm gonna donate money to this charity. No, 
No, I, I think that just made it worse. Because you can easily just go on Twitter and search up, um, go search up um, Killer Jerky CEO and look at all the comments people had about the guy and people wanting the business to die. You know, and you think about that, right? So, again, when I had my issues with high-res studios, I'm not going to get too far into this. Trust me, I, bear with me. When I had my issues with high-res studios and the management up top, Everyone always asks, why didn't I stop playing certain games? Why didn't I trash the whole company? Why didn't I, like, people were like, I would have been flipping tables and blah, blah, blah. My issue was with the higher ups. If I were to, if I were to try and make a movement to boycott the entire company and people follow along, especially with a small company like that, there are other people that work for this company. Imagine if that, if that got so many waves, right? Imagine I got so many waves that people stopped playing high-res games altogether. People that I, I know, respect, and love, and, and appreciate that currently work for high-res, whether they're a game designer, whether they're a social media manager, or whatever, they could potentially lose their jobs. So that's you're not really helping anything. So again, when you're upset with this one person of this company, sure, maybe you don't want to support them anymore. That's fine. But you know, when you're literally calling for their company to die, you're literally asking for whether it could be four employees, could be four thousand employees. What it's not four thousand. I'm just giving you an example. Your action can cost other people, innocent people, their jobs over one person's actions, right? Now, again, you want to be upset about it. That's all you. You be upset about it. You be offended by it. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, you do you. But again. All I'm pointing out is that's why you don't apologize to, to this cancel culture crowd. You don't you don't appease them because they don't care about your apology. They it doesn't matter to them. Literally, you he, the, Killer Jerky could have said said the word that he said right. And number one, ninety nine percent of the community, or, or I'm okay, ninety percent of the gaming community. Go, again, we always bring up Modern Warfare Two. I guarantee most of you guys, when you were playing Modern Warfare Two, said many words that you will not admit that you used. That word was not offensive, and it was every other word when someone killed you. Now all of a sudden in twenty twenty two, that's the most offensive word in the world, and you need to die for it. Pretty much, you need to be you lose your job, you need to lose your lose your company, you need to be banned from Twitch, you need to be banned from social media because you're a, a homophobic, you know, all this all this other stuff. You know, and then he could have came out and donated a million dollars to a charity and said, I'm so sorry, uh, I'm going to step down, blah, blah, blah. People don't care. They're still going to stop supporting the, the, the company. They still want you. They want you to be just erased. They want you gone. There is no apology that can fix that. So what's the point of apologizing? Okay. Man, I had a whole separate topic, and I'm just going off right now, and I apologize, guys. <laughs> I had a whole separate topic that I was ready to I was ready to talk about. I guess we'll do that in a, in a different episode. Now, there's been a lot of drama going on Twitch. Now, I'm not going to get too far into the... I'm not even going to get into it. It's going to be a total separate episode about the gambling drama, right? Uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna get kind of in depth with this more than I have in the past, but uh, people are now starting to see, you know, it's kind of hypocritical for me to say this because I am a Twitch streamer, I've been one for many years, but I pride myself on being the same person on stream that I am off stream, and I I believe anyone that's met me in person, and I've heard people you know say it on their own streams like after HRX and like TwitchCon and stuff. 
Uh, the same way I talk on this podcast, the same way I talk on stream is the same way you'll have a conversation with me in person. But people are starting to realize that I like I like to say that Twitch Twitch is almost like watching WWE. There's a lot of actors. There's a lot of actors on Twitch. There's a lot of actors streaming, not just Twitch, it's Trovo, YouTube, whatever. There's a lot of actors, there's a lot of people playing a character, and that's not really how they are. That's really not how their, their real humor is. You're not getting a true represent, representation of themselves. They're giving you the entertainer side of themselves. And... I think a lot of people are starting to realize that with these big streamers, uh, there's a tweet here. Uh, I can't even say her name, but it says this whole Twitch drama is proof that when you place privileged people into a systemic environment that involves fame and money, they do not and will not give a F about being good people. And that is why I don't watch or support any, really any big streamers. Uh, and, and this mindset is very popular among streamers. Like uh, I'll never forget. I had so much support. Uh, when I was on Twitch uh, and playing Realm Royale with about 100 viewers, anywhere between like 75 to 100 viewers on Twitch. And then I switched over to Mixer. And we had huge support. Huge support on Mixer. I, I, you know, All the way up until we got partnered on Mixer. And as soon as we got partnered, a lot of people left. And I don't hold a grudge or anything like that because I 100% get it. But I instantly had, in some people's mind, I instantly had a label over my head that I was being considered a quote-unquote big streamer because I had a couple hundred views and then had the partner badge. Because the partner badge on the partner badge on Mixer was extremely hard to get. It was not easy. I got it pretty quick because I had the support, especially from other creators that were helping me out. Uh, but... We uh we had some people, I got some messages. I wish I would have had some I could read to you guys, but we got some messages basically saying I don't really watch partner streamers because it becomes it becomes a business to them and they view their they view their you know community as their paycheck and all this other stuff, right? Which is it I I'm not disagreeing. I've talked about that before. Uh if if even if streaming's your full time job it's supposed to be done with a sponsorship or a partnership or something. Um, and you know, when you're relying on subs every month, you're going to view your viewers as your paycheck and it's the wrong way of looking at it. And a lot of partners do that. A lot of people that quit their jobs, go full time, start doing that. So when we, as soon as we got partnered on mixer, a lot of people stopped watching, they stopped showing up. And then I got, I want to say probably a good, I want to say probably 10, at least 10 people that actually DM me to let me know they weren't going to be around as much because I was basically partnered, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, it sucked, but it, it is what it was, you know, it is what it is. And now people are seeing, you know, a lot of these big streamers on Twitch, mainly Twitch, because Twitch is like the only like big platform right now. Like, you know. <laughs> They're starting to see that a lot of these big streamers are sh starting to kind of accidentally show their true colors, uh, whether it be on social media, whether it be on live on stream. 
they're starting to see people's attitudes and how they view other people and it's not good um it, it, it's it's a very bad look it's very very bad look so for example the story that you guys keep sending me i've done a little bit of research into it uh you know obviously i don't have all the answers i just have the accusations once again we have a twitch streamer or a streamer being accused of sexual assault against another twitch streamer uh crazy slick is the guy in question i'm gonna read this article to you from dot esports and um it says twitch streamer crazy slick has responded to accusations made by Trainwreck. and if you guys know Trainwreck, i'm not the biggest fan of Trainwreck. uh i like some things about him but you know I think a lot of things, I personally think a lot of the things he does is for clout, so keep that in mind. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to read this one first. This, this one's actually, you know, since he, the one is he responds, I'm going to read this one. Adrian Lee speaks out after Trainwreck accuses Ms. Kiff Maya of, uh, of covering up her sexual assault. It says, Twitch streamer Adrian Lee has come forward and backed Trainwreck's claims former streamer Streaming couple Ms. Kiff and Maya covered up her alleged sexual assault experience with her friends, crazy with their friend with their friend Crazy Slick. I cannot read, <laughs> which she claims happened in January 2020, a year after the incident allegedly occurred. Adrian Lee posted on Twitter posted about it on Twitter, claiming Crazy Slick followed her around trying to kiss her and was seen touching her chest and neck after she passed out. Adrian Lee was allegedly told Crazy Slick supposedly did it out of concern to see if she was alive. Uh, she wasn't sure whether that was true, but she said he didn't rape or rape or assault her. Instead, he only made her feel uncomfortable. However, on September 19th, Trainwreck accused Ms. Kiff of sending Maya to cover up all those sexual assaults, which prompted Adrian Lee to shed more light on the situation and ultimately support his claims with her version of events. Uh, Trainwreck wrote on Twitter, Are you going to send Maya and Mitch to railroad and blackmail me like you did those girls to cover up all those sexual assaults, you effing scumbag piece of SH? Uh, you want to come at me and make stuff up then you better be sure that you don't go go live in a glass house the insecure pussy the, the people involved know the truth but for those of you that are farming drama and coming to split conclusions let me be very clear Ms. Kip didn't assault the women he or he orchestrated the cover-ups for his friends exactly how my tweets read um, as you see train wreck is a very passionate person <laughs> Uh, it's been over a year since I came out with that twit longer and over a year since I faced the consequences of doing what I thought was the right thing to do and and doing what Ms. Kiff and Maya asked me to do. Uh, I was told to say something to Ms. Kiff and Maya. She added, I was told, it's okay, just come out about it and so we don't have to kick, kick Slick out. We'll come to a middle ground so we don't have to kick Slick out. You'll be fine. This resulted in a twit, a twit longer, which she described as a diluted version of the story that was... <laughs> which was uh, proofread by several people, including Maya, to downplay the situation and frame Crazy Slick in a more favorable light. As for whether Ms. Kiff was involved in that, Adrian Lee said she isn't sure whether Ms. Kiff put Maya up to the task, but Crazy Slick is his best friend, or whether she did it out of her own accord. Adrian Lee also suggested that Ms. Kiff joked about the situation at the time by saying she tried to cancel his friend and shared a clip of him brushing it off as sexual harassment at a low scale and not really a big deal. She thanked Trainwreck for speaking up about it because she felt like she couldn't. I'm just glad that somebody bigger is expressing this because obviously I couldn't tell the truth. I couldn't talk about it for a long time. Train has always been very supportive and nice to me. I really appreciate that. He reached out to me when he first heard about it. He's always 
been a good, very good friend. And I appreciate it more than he'll ever know. Miss Kip has yet to respond. Um, and then you have the response that I, I was going to read first. Here's the, the re, you know, I guess he, re, he responded the next day. It says, uh, Twitch streamer Crazy Slick has responded to the allegations made by Trainwreck that he sexually assaulted Adrian Lee in January 2020, denying it happened and threatening legal action before deleting his Twitter statement. Quote, I have never sexually assaulted anyone and never will. I have never had any intention of ever harming anyone. I go out of my way to check on someone and I get accused of rape. The September 9th, 19th tweet was deleted soon after posted. Slick described the allegation Adrian Lee made him uh, made against him as unfair and said he will be getting a lawyer ASAP before telling fans to learn from the Johnny Depp situation, implying his case is similar. He also claimed he never checked her pulse by touching her chest. Instead, he claimed he only checked her neck and wrist, which isn't what witnesses allegedly told her. Um, Adrian Lee discussed the alleged incident a year later, claiming Slick was uh, was seen touching her chest and neck after she passed out, but said it was because he was checking to see if she was okay. However, after Trainwreck accused him again, also and also accused Ms. Kim and Maya of pressuring her to, into covering up, she backflipped and said her previous statement was a diluted version of the story. She hasn't yet provided any evidence he sexually assaulted her on that night, but she did show old clips of Ms. Kiff and Maya referring to his behavior as sexual harassment. At this stage, it's unclear whether Slick will follow through and take legal action. So, okay, number one. Number number one, we don't know. I, I, I still like to live in a world... I, I still like to live in a world where you're innocent till proven guilty. Uh, I have no problem with this guy being under the microscope and looking into every single thing, but, um, but you know, the fact of the matter is people are so quick. As soon as somebody makes an accusation, and you know what? I think it's a little bit different, but I, I can, I can understand what he's trying to say, like comparing him to Johnny Depp, for example, because when the whole incident, when all that stuff happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, um, everyone was on Amber Heard's side, right? I remember this. People were going to say it didn't happen. I remember people were like, you know, Amber Heard, Amber Heard, Amber Heard, we're, you know, we're, we're behind you, blah, blah, blah. Then once all the stories started coming out, the witnesses started coming up, she took the stand, everyone started realizing this is bull crap, and then everyone rallied behind Johnny Depp. It's obviously different because their situation wasn't about sexual assault. It was, it was basically about... Um, Domestic mental abuse, pretty much, I would, I would say. Um, but this is a little different accusation. But what he's basically saying is everyone's taking her side immediately right away and trying to basically put him in his grave. Like I said, they want to wipe you off the face of the earth before they even have any evidence or any anything. Yeah. Um, so I get the comparison. I'm not a fan of the comparison, but I get what you're trying to say. Um, now, obviously, I don't know what kind of evidence you could bring forward two years later um, to prove that he did do something like this to you. But regardless, regardless, um, if that clip is, I haven't, and I haven't been able to find it. People are talking, I, for some reason, I can't find it. Um, but a lot of people are talking about it. If there is a clip of him out there and them talking about it and kind of like joking about it, and you already knew that she kind of felt violated. I don't understand how you can go around and like kind of make a joke out of that. Um, 
it's it's a uh, it's a very slippery slope. But what it bring what it what it brings to light is this is a common thing on Twitch. Um, people, you know, this has been happening for quite a while, especially after gaming conventions, all this other stuff. Like you find out like. You never find out like at the event or the week after the event, someone comes out and makes an accusation. You find out two years later. You're talking about this happened in January of 2020, and then I guess you released a statement like a year after or something like that to try and downplay it. Now here you are in the end of 2022, and everything's changed. And it's, it's you know, this is where I, you know I always say if something like this does happen and you do feel violated, or you do feel um, you were sexually assaulted or sexually harassed, or whatever, you come out with that immediately. You don't hold on to it. You know, everyone says that everyone's afraid to step forward and, and this and that. Like, no, you should not be afraid. You say something right then and now, because you know, again, two years later, how? How is he? I, I'm not taking a side on this without evidence. I'm just, how can he prove himself as innocent? At the same time, how can you prove him as guilty with hearsay? You know, and, and then supposedly there's a cover up, supposedly there's this or that, right? It's all supposedly. And no matter what, you know, if let, let's just say, let's just say that he is 100% innocent. She did pass out. He checked her neck for her pulse and her wrist and never touched her chest. And that's 100. Let's just say hypothetically, that's 100% true. How does he prove his innocence? No matter what, he's always going to be now looked at as a sexual assaulter. He's always going to be looked at as a certain way. If he's innocent, again, I'm not saying he's innocent. Before somebody DMs me and says I'm defending, I'm not defending. I'm just saying, where do we go from here? How does he prove his innocence? How does she prove 100% that he's guilty? Like, that's where we're getting at. And then, but the, but the, the thing that was brought to light, though, was how many times have we seen somebody on Twitch or a big, a big name streamer, right? A, 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 someone does this full time and makes buku bucks playing video games or streaming, right? Be accused of sexual assault or be accused of something. And then we find out later that multiple people in that streaming group knew about it and didn't say anything and swept it under the rug. That's where people are getting this. It, it, it Everything falls downhill. I've, I've said this many times before. Anytime a streamer does something like this, or a streamer, you know, does some scummy stuff, like we'll get into it, the whole gambling stuff, everyone else is going to suffer. So I guarantee you there's many people that supported this guy over the years, donated money to him, subbed to him, that are like, yo, F this dude. I'm canceling my subs. All right. But now they're not going to come back to Twitch. They're not going to go. To, they're not even going to go to other people's channels and support them anymore. Um, and then people are going to look at streamers in this bad light. And the problem is we continuously, uh, you know, you know, have these big name streamers that get in this kind of drama and get in this kind of, 
you know, these issues, it's, it's, it's like a revolving door. And, you know, and I, I don't really have the answer to, to, to stop it, but we're continuously seeing it. It's something that like, okay, for example, everyone wants to cry about the police, right? Everybody wants to say if there's a bad cop, everyone should be outing him and this and that. But we keep finding out that Twitch streamers do something and then it gets covered up by everybody else. You all should be, if, if it's 100% accurate and correct, you guys should be outing them yourselves. I don't care if they're your friend. I don't care whatever. For example, and I'm going to give you an example. I love DJ to death. Everyone knows I love DJ to death. It's like my, it's like my little brother I never wanted. Uh, <laughs> but if I found out DJ was involved in something like that and I had proof of it, you bet your ass I would never. I would not be talking to him anymore. He'd be on blast. And I, I know I want no part of that. I am not going to help you cover something like that up. I am not going to, you know, try and help you get out of it. No, ain't going to happen. So y'all need to take your own advice that you guys cry on Twitter about and be outing these people when this stuff happens and stop trying to make it a lesser blowback on them. Stop trying to protect them and cover stuff up. Because, you know, you it, it, there's always been this like high school mentality on Twitch, right? There's always been a high school mentality on Twitch. It has their clicks and the popular ones and all uh, and all that, you know, stuff, right? And you're seeing it. Something happens to this one person and their little click is around them to protect them and then, you know, you know, and then you have drama within the group of this person turning on that person. This person saying something about their this person on stream and it, it's just it's it's just getting old. And there's a reason I don't get involved in it. There's a reason why I don't I don't get involved in it. It's just not it's not um uh it's just not it's, so many words that are just flying through my head right now. I want to say the right one. It's not worth my time. Like I've I've talked about it before. I, I've had my one little scuffle with one other streamer. I am. He has me blocked. I have him blocked. I have no desire to talk to him ever again. He has no desire to talk to me. People have asked me to bring him on the podcast and squash it. I have no desire of squashing it. Um, I met you in person. We were cordial. Um, you're not going to be my best friend. I probably, I, unless I see you at a convention, I'll never see you again in person. It's not worth my time. Uh, I'm not saying that anyone that I've never met doesn't matter. It's just one of those things where if drama comes up with any other streamer, it's not worth it. It's literally not worth worth it at all. It's, it's don't don't even involve yourself in it. Like I've seen people, like now that Realm Royale Reforged is out and everyone's playing Realm Royale again, I've seen people send me clips of people talking about me. I haven't been live in three weeks since I've been traveling, and I've seen clips of people talking about me and and people, you know, saying certain things about me. Now that the game is back, and you know. It is what it is. You know, I, uh, there's some people in that community that don't like me uh, because I'm not a competitive player and they are competitive and people, you know, people will say stuff in their chat that I, that supposedly I'm better and they say some, you know, they're trying to defend themselves and their skill and they say certain things and it doesn't warrant a response. It doesn't matter to me. Sure. I, I trust me. You can ask anyone, anyone that knows me, I can trash talk better than most people like i'm quick i'm quick with it and there's a lot of stuff that i can say back to them 
There's a lot of stuff that I can, I can, I can, I can call, I can ruffle some feathers if I wanted to. It's just not worth it. It's really not. And that's why I don't get involved in it. Like I, I made a, a tweet on Twitter about, uh, there's so much streamer drama and someone said, who, who did you piss off now? And I, and I straight up said, it. I was like, it ain't me. No one wants that smoke. And I mean, I mean that now someone's going to respond back to this podcast and be like, I want that smoke. Watch. I'm going to get a couple of Twitter DMS or people posting on Twitter. I want the smoke, you know, but it, that's just, you know, in, in reality, it's just not, it's not worth, it's not worth anyone's time. If you're a streamer, stay out of the drama, do your own thing, stay in your own lane, make your own content. Sure. You can play with other streamers, be with it, you know, hang out with other streamers, but you, someone starts talking smack about you on their own stream when you're not there, cut them off, dude. Like for real, I don't understand why people hang around with these toxic freaking clicks that they got on Twitch. It doesn't make sense. I'm totally rambling here. I apologize. It's it's just one thing that really has gotten to me. And obviously, the the the, the theme of this podcast is basically people's people's demeanor and people's um, how people are nowadays. And it's just very toxic. It's very toxic uh, society nowadays. It's not just. On social media or on Twitch, it's like that in you know IRL too. It doesn't. It it just. It, it's so sad to see society in this place where people are willingly covering things up, but at the same time, without evidence, without proof, immediately throwing people's, you know, trying to like end their life pretty much, uh, take their jobs from them. Uh, someone says a word and you want their company to die, you know, just to fit in with the majority of people that are tweeting crap that don't know anything. And yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll end with this because I made a comment to somebody uh, going back to my Instagram again, follow me on Instagram. I'm going to tell you guys again, Instagram is the best place to, you know, to follow me in my opinion. Uh, there was something that was, um, that was asked and oh no no i somebody had to ask me anything on their instagram i responded back to it and i love this girl to death and she's been a big supporter of mine and on the forefront on mixer realm royale and then also in the background after mixer she's still there um i i made a comment and her asked me anything and she straight up said something about like i know the stuff that you post and stuff like that people would think differently of you because uh, they don't know your heart uh, and, and she and she wishes that people saw my heart more right and it was very like it wasn't what she was asking I'm not gonna get into it didn't warrant her response it was totally different because she thinks differently than I do on many not I would say a lot of things uh, but we still have a lot of respect for each other and you know and it really that that really stuck with me in the last couple of months. It was uh, it's true. The people that you talk to or see online, you don't know them. You can follow somebody on Instagram and see their stories and see their posts every day for years. You still don't know them. You still don't know what's in their heart. You don't know. You don't know like how they really are the same thing goes for twitch again you're seeing what people want you to see right so when i'm upset and i'm you know and i'm and it doesn't happen often because i i have a different outlook on life 
I feel like negative, you know, I've, I've been at that point, um, in my life where I was depressed and suicidal and, um, to where I have a different outlook on life and every day is a gift and you're going to have good days and bad days. But on days that I'm feeling down on days that I'm feeling overwhelmed, I don't go on Instagram and put those feelings out there. Most people don't put those out there. They only post the happy times. So when, and all the good, good times. So when you see somebody's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, normally you're only going to see all good stuff and you're going to think that person's life is perfect. You don't know them and you don't know what's really going on with them. So when someone looks at my, my Instagram, they look at my Facebook, they're going to see pictures of my kids, my family. Um, and yet, and I'm not saying I don't have a happy family. Trust me. I have a very happy family. I'm very, very grateful. I love my family to death. My, my wife and my wife and kids are everything. Um, but you don't see the struggles, um, whether it be financially, whether it be, you know, and any, anything going on outside of the love of the family, right? You're not going to see that stuff. You're not going to see the conversations that we have. You're not going to see all, all, all that. So you're going to look at my life. I don't really want to use myself as a, as a, as a, I don't want to use myself as an example because I, I think I have an absolute great life. But for let, let's just say for somebody else, you're going to see their profile. You're going to think their life is perfect. You're going to think their life is absolutely perfect. Nothing goes wrong in their life whatsoever. Then you're going to look at yourself and wonder how can they have such a great life and I have all this stuff going wrong. You don't know what's going on with them, right? You don't know if they're broke. You don't know if they're late on bills. You don't know if they're struggling mentally, physically. You don't know what's going on. The same thing goes for personality. That's where I was getting at was you can sit here and listen to my podcast and hear me talk about cancel culture. I said in the beginning of the podcast that people call me a far right wing and conservative and all this other stuff, right? Sure, that may be where my political leaning is, but you don't know my personality. You don't know my heart, my give, you know, and, and, you know, how I treat people and how I treat everybody equally. You immediately put labels on people because, you, you know, you think that, oh, they stand this way politically. They voted for this person. They must be hateful and they look at this person differently or this race differently. Oh, you voted this way. You must be, you must be an idiot or non-educated and Yo, oh, you, you, you like, you like this and not this. Oh, you must have bad taste. You don't know these people. You don't know these people on social media. Now, granted, I have met amazing people, amazing people from Twitch, from, you know, from social media. You know, again, I talked about DJ earlier. DJ's. D- DJ is one of, you know, the people like, again, my, like a little brother to me that I never wanted. I'm stuck with him, um, you know, and I have, you know, great friends that, you know, I can talk to all the time. If I have something going wrong, if I, if I needed to, I could pick up the phone and call Klamath and, you know, and get some really intellectual, you know, conversations, you know, and I have, I have people that I currently work with now that I, that I've become really good friends with and I don't like name dropping, but you know, they're, they're, they're it would take too long, but there are people that I've met and I've got to know them. I love their personalities and I, I think we click so well, but I didn't know them from social media. I didn't get to know them from playing video games with them. 
I got to know them from private conversations. I got to know them in person when I met them in person. So what you see online is not always what you get. And, you know, again, the, when you, you see, what's that famous quote? You should never want to meet your idols because you never know if they're going to be who you think they are. And that's what a lot of people are finding out on Twitch with streamers in the streamer community. A lot of these people that you look up to, you think they're so cool and you watch them. I'm not trying to discourage anybody from watching streams. I'm not doing that. I, I'm just saying you're putting people on a pedestal and then one day their true colors come out because again, a lot of the, the, the Twitch community, they are entertainers. They are characters. They are just like WWE wrestlers. And that's not who they are. Same thing on social media. Stop looking up to people that you don't know because they continuously let us down. You know, if you want to, you know, again, if you want to follow someone and entertain, you know, but just be weary of it. I mean, seriously, I don't know how else, I really don't know how else to say it. It sounds like I'm crapping on streaming. It sounds like I'm crapping on streamers. No, the majority, majority of streamers and Twitch streamers are all some great, amazing freaking people. It's these other ones that somehow squeak through the cracks and win the lottery and become very big. And then once they have money and once they have somewhat a little bit of fame, you see their true colors show. As for the whole sexual assault thing with, with, um, slick and Ms. Kiff and all them people, people were asking me for what I think about it. And again, there's not enough information for me to pick a side. It's accusations. Um, and if there's a way that we can 100% know that he actually touched her inappropriately or whatever, then yes, throw him to the wolves. Um, gone. Bye. Peace out. But again, all I saw so far are accusations. And I'm not one that wants to act on accusations you know it's because again he could be totally innocent i don't know i don't i don't i don't know so everyone that keeps asking me about that that's my opinion on that so hopefully we can find out more hopefully uh if he is guilty get him out of here you know if he's threatening to hire a lawyer and actually does hire a lawyer you know there better be some evidence that both sides can provide but uh, these big streamers are really shining a bad light on smaller streamers and and um, the community in general. They're making they're making the community in general look really bad. It's starting to really irritate me uh, having to see all this stuff go down. So uh, again, I'm going to talk about the gambling stuff in a, in, a, in another episode. That was I was actually supposed to come on here and talk about that whole gambling thing and the Twitch revenue <laughs> uh, statement that they made. Literally did did almost an hour and didn't even touch on it. So look forward to that in a future episode, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I've been away from my podcast setup for for about a couple weeks, and I had I had to vent a little bit. I, I apologize. I have some things going on. And, and by the way, if you guys are still here, thank you so much. Um, 
to a couple of you guys that reached out to me while I was off. Um, I made a comment that things have been a little rough lately. Things haven't been going exactly as planned. And a couple of you guys DM me on Discord, and I'm not going to name names, but uh, dude, I really, really appreciate that. I really do. I really appreciate it. Uh, it, meant, it meant a lot. Um, you know, when someone listens to your podcast and then can tell that things have been up and down recently and wanting to reach out and offer their support. I, I mean, and again, that's another, those are people that I've made friends with through Twitch and social media and stuff like that who are mate who turn out to be amazing human beings. So I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, Anyways, guys, I'm going to get out of here. That's it for today's episode. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you guys can, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify. We are over 1,050 freaking reviews on Apple, dude. I just happened to see that the other day, and I am blown away. I want to say they're almost all five stars except for, like, two. Like, I think we have a three-star and a four-star or something like that. Absolutely insane. We need to get the Spotify numbers up there, so if you guys have Spotify on your mobile phones, make sure you guys go and rate it on spotify i greatly appreciate it if, even if you don't use spotify download download spotify and get on there you know what i'm saying <laughs> you can find us on all major podcasts from apple Podcasts, spotify podbean iHeartRadio, pandora and many more greatest way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend greatly appreciate it again follow me on instagram and twitter guys you won't regret it till next time stay safe stay blessed i'll see you on the next episode peace